You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Okay, friends. So we have a special episode today because there's someone I want to talk to so bad that I called my assistant and I said, please, please, can we squeeze an extra episode (laughs) in this week? And thankfully, she said, yes, I got your back. So thank you, Kristen. Call out to my assistant, Kristen, for doing this. Okay. So today's guest is Brooke Tillman. She's a wife to Todd, mom of eight, a pastor's wife who loves a thrift. And we're just going to call her Mrs. Voice today because her husband, Todd, (laughs) just last week won The Voice which I was so excited about. So welcome, Brooke. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So my big thing is, um, because I never get the remote ever, I have, you know, we have all these people in the house, never going to watch live TV. So I wake up early, early, early to, to watch The Voice before anyone's awake. And I was so excited to find out that Todd won last week, which we'll talk a little bit about that. But right away, I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to talk to Brooke. Because <laughs> all through watching the show, I just fell in love with you. I'm like, she's so my girl. Like, I just can get oh, her so much. <laughs> yeah. So I got on Facebook and I'm like, does anyone know this family? And like five people that I know knew you guys and we got connected. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm just, you know, I love to talk. So it, <laughs> my husband says I talk too much. So. Well, you <laughs> so know, I'm I think pastor's excited. wife. That's a pastor's wife thing, right? You need to. Yes, totally. <laughs> okay. I'm a well, total overshare. So get ready. <laughs> oh, here we go. I love it. Okay. So I love, you know, we're talk, we could talk about homeschool, adoption. Yes. But I would just love to hear like the background of like three things everyone needs to know about your family, like before The Voice? Before The Voice. Oh, goodness. Let's see. First of all, uh, we love Jesus. That's the first Mm. and foremost thing I want you to know about us. Second of all, our life is pretty chaotic. (laughs) We have eight kids, so it is crazy all the time. Um, And uh, third of all, like, honestly, we're just regular people. Like, Mm -hmm. we're just regular people that um, we just... I don't know. We, you know, it's, we, we, Todd even jokingly said on The Voice, like we, you know, when we first got married, we were very young. So um, he jokingly said, you know, he, well, he said he wanted two kids. I said he wanted three. And so now we jokingly said we, we compromised on eight. And so it's just our life has just been one. Um, I'm kind of like I'm the gas and Todd's the brakes. So okay. I have all these crazy ideas and Todd kind of gets pushed along for the journey. But in the process, he falls in love with most of my ideas. But he also keeps me from totally embarrassing the mess out of myself like getting a little too far out there. So, um, you know, I just want people to know that we're just a regular family that loves people and loves Jesus. And, you know, um, we're just real. That's the biggest thing about us is we're going to share the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, because that's what makes your story 
relate to people. That's what makes a story is all the parts. So um, just get ready. If you listen to us, you're going to hear it all. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, this is funny. You said that you're the gas and he's the brakes. My kids say I'm that little airplane or helicopter that swirls in the, around. And my husband is the string that holds me to the ground. Because I'm like, <laughs> that, oh, is so <laughs> that is so perfect. That is so perfect. He keeps me from completely just flying away in like just, just, just fantasy land of whatever I'm like dreaming about. But at the same time, I stretch him to do things that I don't think, I think God put us together for that exact reason. Um, he kind of grounds me and kind of brings me because I can be up and down and all over the place. But I think I kind of stretch him and stretch his faith to try things. He is like the play it safe, safe guy. Like, you know, like, I mean, really play it safe. We used to watch like he wants to be a millionaire and all that stuff or, 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 and, and I'm always like the push the luck, like keep pushing it. And right. he's always like, oh, no, 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 if I've got, if I've won $2, let's go home. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So I, I mean, even with the voice, I pushed him. He wasn't going to go like, it's always that way. And then it turns out amazing. So we're just like the perfect, I just kind of perfectly set us up to balance each other out. Yeah, I love that. Because I think you need someone that like does the big dreams. But you have someone that says, okay, now let's talk about reality here. Right, reality. <laughs> He's the reality. I'm the like, you know, just let's just go for it. Let's just jump off the cliff. Even if there's nothing underneath there, let's just do this crazy thing. And Todd's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's figure this out. Let's be practical. Let's be practical. You know, I'm like, I'm so faith. Like I'm like out there in the stratosphere. But he's like, you know, I got faith, but let's be practical. Let's be practical. You know, <laughs> I feel like you're like my other person on the, well, I'm in Arkansas. We're not too far apart. But no. I'm like, well, this can happen. Like that can totally happen. Right, look right, at this. Right. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. And it did for you yeah, guys. <laughs> it did. It did. I mean, who would have thought it? Like as crazy as I like, you know, I'm always like, just try it. You'll regret it if you don't try it. But I mean, even me, like I literally, there's very few moments in life that I can say, you know, are just perfect moments. And we've had a lot of, of, of not perfect moments in our life. We've had a lot of things that come up and, and that was a big struggle for us was always, um, because there's some things, especially in ministry, you know, things happen Mm -hmm. sometimes and you're hurt and you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. When is the bad thing going to happen? And so for me, like that moment, it was just perfect. It was a perfect to me. I love you from God. And I feel like from the very beginning, God promised me that this was good, that the bad thing was Mm -hmm. not going to happen. And he just was so true to his promise. And I just don't, there's just, it's going to be one of those moments that's going to be memories that's going to be etched forever in my mind. It's just one of those moments where it was perfect. Like when my children were born, when we're married, things like that. Like it's just those moments that I will forever, like, it was just a perfect moment. It was just perfect for us. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about that. But um, leading up to it. So, you know, I'm a viewer, but season starts. Todd's the very first one out there and I'm like oh my goodness this is so great I'm gonna love him till the end and I don't even know I don't even know why I need to listen to all these other contestants because I found my person like the very first one but I know like he talks about he's had no vocal training he doesn't go around and perform so I would just love to hear kind of the backstory of what even got him there you know yeah like um Todd is you know, he's been, he's been in my life since I was a young girl. And so he's Mm -hmm. always been a phenomenal, um, singer as in he's one that like, like he's never had any vocal training and, but he's just always one. He always says when he would get up on the stage to sing, um, you know, before he was ever 
youth pastor, pastor. He was he he, he was a worship leader at our church, and mm-hmm. um, he just always said, "I leave a hundred and fifty percent on the like." He just wanted to worship God, and go. that was the thing. I think when people hear him, you know, there's so many phenomenal singers out there. There were so many phenomenal singers this season, so many amazing people, and but I think people connected with Todd because he just has this ability, like there's something about when he sings, you feel it. It's so mm-hmm. passionate. And that's when he like, y'all, cause like, let me tell you, the voice scouts people. They actually, a lot of people there, they're, you know, they like to go out and get people that are, that are trying to get in their careers yeah. and they are, um, you know, maybe struggling, not getting the right venues or don't have quite the following. It's kind of a, one of those shows that really wants to build your following and get you a, a bigger following. And so Todd went through, like we jokingly call it the cattle call way. Like he went through the Atlanta open calls, which honestly, not a lot of people come out of the, like the open calls to end up on the show. Really, it's mostly the people they seek out. And so it's kind of like this just I, I don't know. It's like this just miracle story or just like this, like, I, I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't think they expected Todd, you know what I mean? And just, I think they picked up on that anointing, that, that, that anointing that Todd has to just connect with people and kind of bring people into, we know from church into the presence of God. Um, and just, there's just something about him and it's the anointing. And I think that, you know, from the moment he stepped on that stage, I think that's what um, one of the things that set him apart was just the ability to do that. And so it's just, to me, I love, you know, we say he was the first one on, like he was the first one out and he was the last one standing. And I just mm-hmm. think that's the coolest story. Like, it's so cool that he opened it up. Um, I don't think any other contestant has opened the show. Um, one. And um, yeah. he's the oldest contestant this one. Um, we, we saw uh, somebody shared something the other day that he's like one of the most unlikely yeah. <laughs> reality show winners. And that's true. Like, we laugh about people like, oh, don't listen. I'm like, no, it, that's true. He is an unlikely story. Somebody that had no music experience as far as just singing on the stage at church. Never had any, you know, to, to go to the open call where normally nobody gets through and start there and then end up at the end, the last man standing, like it's just been a phenomenal ride and a phenomenal story. I've seen God's hand through it, you know, through every part. It was just, I don't think like a lot of people, like I wish Todd, you know, or I've even heard people tell me, I thought, I wish Todd would have done it way earlier. I don't think Todd was ready. I don't, Mm. I I think it's almost like with the Joseph process. I think there was a lot that God had to process. And this is, I don't know. I just don't think Todd was ready. I don't think, and God, it wasn't his timing for that kind of platform Mm -hmm. for Todd. And I don't think Todd was ready. And so we're just, I don't know. We're just blown away. I don't even know if it's fully sunk in yet. I really don't know. Right. Trisha. Like, I really feel like some days I wake up and I'm like, did this really happen? Did this really <laughs> happen? And so, but it has been just a phenomenal story. And that's the thing, like, um, I just, I just love to tell people, like, I think it's so amazing where I know the, the talent and the anointing and the, and the humble, I know this man, but like now it's so cool for the world to get to see it and connect with him. And, and, you know, and then just, I'm just been blown away by people. Like, that's the thing. Like I even did a live the other day on my Facebook and I, cause I, there's no way that I can express thank you for the goodness that people have shown us through this, the goodness of God. And that's what God showed me It's the goodness of God. That's how the goodness of God operates through his people. And I've just been blown away and I'm just so thankful. Yeah. And I wrote that note down cause I watched your live. Um, I'm like, Oh, I love her. <laughs> Uh, but you, wrote down, you said the goodness of God is shown through the goodness of people. 
and through the people of God. And the cool thing is, okay, so when he sang on the voice, I think what other people were connecting with was God's spirit on him, like that joy. And how does he sing and bounce at the same time? Like, I don't even know. Like, he was like singing and so excited when they started turning around. He's like bouncing on the stage and like perfectly on key. I'm like, what? But you saw it. With the judges, like, right. it was like church. I know it's so funny because I'm the only one in my family. One of my daughters sometimes will watch it with me, but I'm like sitting there with my earbuds on watching it. I'm like, they're having yes. church on the voice. And my family's just looking at me like, mom, You're chill crazy. out. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> they're like, they're having church on the voice tonight. <laughs> right. It, it, yeah. I just, I think like, and that was the, the funniest thing is like, I didn't expect, you know, cause we were back there for the blinds and they kind of mm-hmm. walk you through, you do staging and different things and they kind of, you know, give you ideas of how to do on the stage and kind of how they want you to do. And, and I think in that moment, Todd just kind of couldn't help himself. He was so excited and the joy and seeing like everything built up. We were hoping, hoping for one chair and for yeah. all four to turn. I think Todd just went in his joy zone. And like, I was remember looking from the side and I'm like, Oh my God, he's doing like the, like he does in church. Like I wasn't expecting him to like start <laughs> hopping around. Like I really wasn't. And so I was just so excited and it was just so funny. And like, I was just, that's so him. He has so much joy. And, and I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be really honest with you. When he first went on the voice, um, I honestly did not want him to do Christian songs. I'm going to be real with mm. you because we have been in, church and sometimes and I'm not not knocking everybody but sometimes there can be such a, a there can be some religious and judgmental and I honestly didn't want him to get boxed in like if he didn't sing something that was Christian plus we didn't have control over right you know you don't have complete control and so I almost went into it you know a little bit like no he's just gonna sing whatever you know we're not gonna be and honestly over the course of the show I began to pray and I had ladies from my church but I really want him to be able to do something to show where that comes from where mm-hmm. he can show his roots and and, and it was like a, a journey because when we first went on I think it was almost there'd been some hurt and some things from sometimes some of the just being honest that, you know, and not everybody, because we all, and we've all been that we've all been the, I've been, we've all been the religious. We've all had those. And it's just hard sometimes. And so I think I was like, I don't want him to get boxed in Mm -hmm. to, if he does anything that ain't Christian, then they're all going to like turn on him. You know what I mean? Right. And so I just kind of felt going in, but God, you know, over the process, he kind of worked on my heart. And I just, ultimately at the end, I was so incredibly thankful that God opened that door because it just, it was perfect. And I don't, I think it was great that he didn't start out doing Christian. I think it was really great that he started out just, and people got to know Todd, who he was and saw who he was as a person. And then when he was able to come through and show where that comes from, where his roots, Mm -hmm. where that joy, where that jumping comes from, I think people were already, even people that might've been turned off if he did it at first, were already kind of hooked in and then they got to really see. And so for me, it's just, God is perfect. His ways are perfect and his timing is perfect. And so I was just so excited. A lot of people don't know. Todd's talked about it a little bit. That was his finale song. You know, I can only imagine was not the first finale song he got. It was not even the second. So God was in it. God was right. so in it. And I just, I believe I felt in my spirit that God's like, I handpicked that song for him. And I just think it was phenomenal. And and I was so glad, like I, you know, at that point it was like, I didn't care if he wanted, I just wanted him to get in the finale so he could sing that. And so people could see that side and people could see that, you know, and, 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 sat, and honestly the jumping, he would have probably jumped more at home, but y'all, you guys, the setup, we have like a plywood stage and the setup, we sandbagged it and everything. But when he jumps, it shook the whole camera. And so it would, so he had to be a little bit more talented 
came <laughs> than he would be during our worship or during, you know, because it was shaking the whole camera. But so, so we, we sandbagged it and we, we tried to do all kinds of things. And he was able to move a little bit more on that, but it's still funny to me. Like he, he never got to move quite as much as he did even in the original one, because here um, it's just the stability just wasn't the same on our stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just been amazing. Which is amazing. Okay. So, a pandemic happens during yes, in the middle of this, war. really. Yeah. Okay. So, but I also think like this is what people needed was hope, and they needed uplifting, and even yes. all all the people like the last five. I mean, they were all such uplifting people. I think yes. it really showed like what our country needed. Like during this time when there's so many hard stuff and questions and pain and right. death. It's like, everyone was like, hope, we need hope, we need hope, we need hope. Right. So again, like you said, like, even if Todd wasn't ready before this, like, ev- I just love God's timing. Like everything happens for a reason. Yes. And he was needed. His voice was needed. His songs was needed. Your family was needed. The joy was needed for this time during this worldwide pandemic to give people hope. And I, yeah, I think it's something like we have this uh, team Todd group and, and it's huge. It started out as a hundred people because we were going to do in the original premiere show before everything was shut down. We had it at our temple theater, this, this um, old like historic building in our town. They, they opened it up to us and let us have his premiere watch party there. And, um, and so we started out, like I had a hundred people in there to invite, you know, to a watch party and um, on it, it's grew. It's like, it's like upwards of like 38,000 people in there now. Oh and my so goodness. it has just been, it, it, so it's just been crazy. And to, um, you know, just, I mean, to hear the, you know, the people say in there, like, I look forward every Monday night. I couldn't wait to like, it just, just, everybody came together. It was, you know, music moves people and it connects Mm -hmm. people and it speaks to people. And, um, so it's just to me to hear the joy that it brought to people. That was just, that was the best. That was the best. And like, you know, I'll be honest when COVID first hit, I I was, I was like, I was like, Oh gosh, what's going to happen? You know, this is God's done this amazing thing and he's opened these amazing doors. And I was disappointed at first because I felt like God's Todd's supposed to miss out on this amazing opportunity Mm -hmm. to go back to LA and experience that experience. I was let down. I'm going to be honest. I was like, here we go, God, you promised me, you know, but then in the end, his way is so much better, Trisha. Like it really, like it made our family got to be involved. Like the, um, I can only imagine like art part set up on our stage. My son did like completely my 20 year old son. And so we, and like he helped through this entire process, you know, they, people would have never gotten to see our family around in that song. Like that's our, when me and Todd watched back the love me, cause we got to see it oh, a little my bit before goodness. everybody else. We balled, like, we <laughs> balled and balled. And it was, I didn't know they were going to throw those little pictures. So we didn't know what it was all going to look like. And um, like literally like I just, to, to see Todd break down and start crying. And then I start crying. I'm like, that was, but that wouldn't have happened if we were in LA, like none of that would have happened. And God knew. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that was the moment that really propelled Todd. You know, people really got to see our family and the whole, and I, I don't know. I just feel like it was just, I just see God's hand in it. And I agree with you. Like in this time of uncertainty, it, it, it gave me hope. It gave me something to look to be excited about. And, and it also just a time where a lot of people had to be at home. They had nothing else to do, but watch TV. So it was something that everybody could come together and to see everybody get behind a a calls, like everybody come and join together and say, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was really fun and it was really humbling, but it was really beautiful. And it was, 
again, God's ways are perfect. Like he loves us perfect. Everything he does is perfect. And when I look back, I'm like, God, you knew what you were doing all along. Of course, you know, I should know this by now. You've done this my entire life. Um, But, you know, we're like the Israelites. Sometimes we just, you know, we complain and we, you know, what are you doing, God? And then in the end, I'm like, oh, great. Of course, your way was perfect. Like I should have (laughs) known. Yeah. So if you're listening and you haven't like watched the whole season and if you didn't get that, see the video, go to YouTube, put in love me, Todd Tillman. And it's the most precious thing. I probably watched it 10 times and tear up every time. But the first time I watched it, I, there was like big crocodile tears right. and your little ones just in, and your littlest one sleeping on the beanbag with the that was the best like that was the best and like literally I think that's when like the rest of the voice crew fell in love with her because they're like okay I see you in that big yellow bow up there and like then she started saying her yellow bow like her big bow wanted for daddy and um you know I've been trying to actually get her to quit sucking her thumb we've tried a lot of different ways nothing's working he was he was five before we got him thank you I feel better (laughs) because I'm like literally like that bless her heart like we tried sewing up the pajamas so she couldn't get to it we did it one night and then the next night like literally like she was like gnawing her hand off and I'm like I can't do this it's breaking my heart like I ripped like I took it off and she got that thumb in her mouth and she was good and I'm like you know what if we have to do braces we'll do braces I I I can't like bless her heart like and the pediatrician told me it's 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 almost something they don't even mean to be doing it they've done it so long that it's just something at some point they'll have to decide for themselves and quit doing it and so that kind of gave me peace but y'all that moment like literally we had been up here since eight o'clock I think that morning. And of course we, we end up because other people, other contestants on the show were having to use daylight. And so we kept getting bumped later. So we had all our kids ready for hours sitting up there and we kept getting bumped because other people that they were losing light. So they were having to finish theirs. And, um, so yeah, it was crazy, but God made it perfect. (laughs) Like if (laughs) did I think it was going to turn out that perfect? No, because my kids were been up here all day trying to keep them cute, you know, trying to keep them looking decent. (laughs) And, uh, literally like he went through his, cause they let him sing one practice like thing to kind of make sure they can hear everything through their ears and all that. And she was gone. She was gone. She was dead asleep because it was almost nine o'clock. And so she was just done and it was perfect. So like, it was perfect. Like she literally like it, it, it turned out God, it was, it was so perfect, but would I do it again? I don't know. I don't know. That was a long <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, okay, trying to keep your kids not only cute, but not like killing each other. The, I mean, I have a house full of kids. I know. For real. The struggle like, is real. Like it is, if you have a bunch of kids, if you have any kids, you know, but if you have a multitude of kids, uh, it is not easy to keep everybody happy. And I'm promise, promising them the world over here. You know, we've been from the very beginning. I like, right. I write checks that I can't cash. That's what my, my husband likes to say. So I promise the kids, if we win this thing, because, you know, I was thinking we, we could win, but I mean, we're probably not going to win. If we win this thing, we're, we're, you know, kids, we're going to Disney World. So that's been like our, our like rallying cry. Like my kids, whenever they went to Dubai, I'm like, you know, if we win this week, you know, we're, we're going to Disney World. Y'all, like, yeah. And they would, and they would, they would perk up. So I, to me, I told Todd at the end, like, we're a winner. When we made the finale, I'm like, we're a winner, like regardless. So I want to, if we win this thing, I want to win some of my kids because they have been such a part of this and they had to work so hard and we've had to like be up here a lot and get other people in the family to help watch them or they've had to be up here for Mm -hmm. long days. And so for them, I, 
I told Todd, like, I want to win. So we, you know, financially can take our kids to Disney World. That that was just because they deserved it. They were just as much a part of this win as, as Todd or any of us were because they really supported us in every way possible and just really did really phenomenally well under the circumstances. You know, um, people see the reality. It looks like it's 10 minutes. No, it is all day mm-hmm. stuff to, to get that. And so I was so proud of them. And um, I'm just going to put a little tidbit in here for because, you know, I'm such a thrifty, cheap mama. If you got a large family, God always provides. But all of the clothes that my kids are wearing in that video came from Dirt Cheap off the $2 rack. So you oh can my do goodness. it, mamas. You can do it. <laughs> I Well, I love it. Okay, so... I love yard sales. I love all the clearance racks. I that's me. I like I don't even look at the regular clothes. Like let me go straight I, to no, the clearance no. racks. Yeah. And my I've had dreams before where like I've hit this major yard sale and I've been so excited and then I wake up and I'm like, it was a dream. Oh, I had so it was much a cute dream. Stuff. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. Yeah, I grew up on yard sales. My mom took yeah, me to yard me sale. Too. We did yard sales. Yep. And so it's always been in our family. Like my parents are still, they're like thrifters and junkers, and we just we've always been that way. And I don't care if I'm a millionaire, I'm still gonna thrift. It is it is therapy to me. Um, it's almost like a, a past, like a, like a, my, like, um, kind of like something I like to do on the side. Like, I, I mean, yeah. it's like a, like a hobby, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. I always be using the wrong words, but like, I just enjoy it so much. I enjoy God has provided like my kids always, I hope in most of the time look super cute. Um, but God has provided, you know, with us having this large family and, and really kind of putting that in God's hands to let him, you know, let us bring as many children, you know, um, that he wants us to bring in, like God's always provided. And that's one of the ways he's provided is that I've always been able to thrift and take, you know, provide for them, but I love it. It's so much fun. And, um, you know, like literally the voice, you know, when you're on the voice, they have to approve what they wear because there's so many things you have to clear. So they, they right. can't have any logos or anything. And if you know, kids because we're not talking about just like a like a little polo logo or something. We're talking about any artwork, anything on the shirt, anything on it. You can't have. So literally, I like the day or two before, I was like, okay, half of my kids' clothes, my girls, they got something on it. They're like, right. like you know. So I literally went to Dirt Cheap and we hit up like I hit up the two dollar rack and I. Um, was blown away that I was able to like, you know, which, I mean, I, it was fun to me. I, I had to like, Oh God, I got to go dirt cheap and find all these outfits. I enjoyed it. You know, yeah, <laughs> Let's be real. I had it's fun. It's so hard I, to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to go do this. But I, I really enjoyed it. I would have been a little stressed if I couldn't find what I needed, but um, yeah, it, you know, I, it's just something for me that I've always done. And um, I still love to do yard sales. Everything's kind of moved a little more thrifty now because it's, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. yard sales are not quite as big or like buy, sell and trade on Facebook. Everybody's kind of moved their yard sales to Facebook. Right. And uh, I do a lot of resale shopping from there on Facebook. And the, the thing I like to tell about how God provides, I literally, it'll be something that's not just this specific, I mean, it'll even be want. Sometimes it's straight up needs, but like if one of my kids wanted to play the guitar or something, and it'll be like, I've never like seen that guitar or something at the thrift store. I'll start, you know, okay, Lord, you know, we need this or, you know, and, and it'll just kind of could be even a want to not a necessary need. And I promise you within a week or two, a lot, so many times I call it like little God winks where he just shows me he loves me. I'll be in the thrift store and there it'll be. It'll just yeah. be like the guitar we're looking for or the certain thing my child wanted. And so he's just, I don't know, God is so good. And that's like little moments for me. It may not mean nothing to you, but because I'm a thrifter and that is like my jam, those are just like moments that God's telling me he loves me. Like yeah. when those little things show up. And so it's just, so it's just fun for me. I love to go thrifting in any form. You know, I consider dirt cheap thrifting. I know it's not probably technically as like, you know, thrifting, like going, but then I also love, we have several thrift stores in our town and they know me my name. Like they love, <laughs> I am in there several times a week and they love my kids. And so it's, yeah, it's just a, it's just a fun thing I like to do. 
Yeah, and the reality is big family. I mean, so right. we have we have 10 kids. You have eight kids. We've adopted seven. So my oldest is 31. My wow. youngest is nine. We've been doing this. I have grandkids. I have, you know, we've been doing this wow. for a while. You know, but we, when you are buying stuff all the time, with one girl, after we adopted her, we adopted her when she's 11, she grew mm-hmm. 13 inches in a year and a half. Oh, gosh. Um, I think it was just like the stability and peace and yes, healthy food and because she'd been in right. foster care. Just, oh. yes. so, literally every other month, I'm like having to completely re-wardrobe her. And, right. you know, I mean, and big families. You better be and, thrifting if you got to do that. You better exactly. have a thrift. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and plus, okay, so even if you pa- have pan- hand-me-downs, like I have some girls that are all glitter and some girls that are tomboy. The tomboy yes. is not going to yes. put on the pink sparkle shirt. No. I've got <laughs> so, one that out of the two we've adopted one is sparkle like she would put glitter on everything and the other one is like converse and leggings yeah like she's totally ungirly and i so yeah i totally agree with you it doesn't work to just pass down that kind of stuff yeah and my little granddaughter so she's only so she's six and then our youngest uh is 10 but so she's only about a size like a size difference and so we're Uh always handing stuff and i'm like i'm so glad my little granddaughter loves all the little cute stuff that my daughter would never wear because she's total tomboy because so we keep passing it down yeah so we have grandkids the same age my my oldest grandson and my youngest son are only nine months apart so we're all so cool like in large families that happens a lot like that overlapping now like you tell me because people tell me this all the time and it's I, i don't have grandkids yet but they're like you know grandkids are the best like they're, they're, they're the best things I'm, I'm over here like I'm like okay my kids are just the best nothing can top my kids like nothing can be better than my kids are like you just wait till you have grandkids just wait till your kids have kids and so like how is it how is it like with the grandkids okay, is it okay so, beyond, it is so you can imagine it's okay so the funny thing one of my daughters is a missionary she lives in the Czech Republic she's 27 uh-huh. um and so her little girl is 16 months she's a clone of my daughter so that's oh, the fun part so my daughter best. had like long curly hair my granddaughter's 18 months her hair goes halfway down her back I mean they're just long curly hair is a thing but my daughter was so strong-willed and so like tantrums and and I would say I hope you have a daughter someday just like that well well so this baby (laughs) is 16 months this baby's 16 months and we Skype or video call every single day every single day we we were just talking right before I got in here with you the little baby totally has this like she'll look at you to make sure you're watching and like do this little thrashing on the floor thing I'm like that is like you and I would tell her like growing up I'm like when you were like one years old you would just drama queen look at Same me yeah throw your hand on your forehead and now it's my grandbaby and so that's the fun part like I love them to pieces but you the to thing relive is, it again yeah reliving it and when they come over but they just want to play with my kids so I'm like hey my arms are outstretched and they're running it. they're running past me to go play with my kids wow. so they think it's the best because they call them their friends they don't call them like auntie and uncle right, they're right. The, same they're the same age right. so everything if they say I want to go to my friend's house my son knows that that means they want to come to Nana's house and they all like I want to go see Nana but like they say hi to me and then they're off in the backyard playing so that is it is so fun to, like to see glimpses of the, the kids in the little ones is super cool and yeah it's pretty awesome so your grandma name is nana it's nana yeah oh i it's love nana. it I'm, yeah i'm i'm huge into names that's another thing like i i like i i have a list of names in my phone like i call it my vault of names even though i don't know if we're you know ever gonna i work on my husband he, he and you know about having more children i would love to have one more i would love to you know i've got all these crazy ideas but again like i said i'm the gas and he's the brakes and he's kind of like i'm done i'm done Brooke. i think we're good but you know i still work on it i'm getting i'm, I'm 40 so i'm like okay 
you know, God, we only got a little bit more time here. You got to work on Todd. But I have this vault of names that I keep because I'm like, just in case. And I'll even let like Egan, you know, now he's 20 and he's been dating this girl. And so we're, we're both real sentimental. And so he's like, you know, Mama Sharon, show me your names. Like, so I'm, I'm hoping if I don't get to use all these names, maybe my son, you know, he likes different names like me. But I'm a huge about names and what they mean. And 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 I'm just real particular. And and so I've been like searching for a grandma name. And I think I finally settled on Dolly because my husband Aww. is a phenomenal. He loves like if he could meet one like icon, say, he, it would be Dolly Parton. Like he loves Dolly. <gasps> Let's, just love let's who make she is that as a happen. Person. Let's make that happen. I know yes, people that know her. Let's no, make <laughs> that happen. Like that is like his dream. And like he just he's like, I love her singing and I love her music, but I love her as a person even more. I just love who she is. And so um, yeah, so I've kind of settled on Dolly and then I've already picked his out because we jokingly, because we call ourselves the Tillman tribe, and like before that ever was cool, like a long time ago, like we had I can't take the credit for it. I think one of our adoption um, family friends sent me a Christmas card and they put to the Tillman tribe, and I just loved yeah. it. So forever we've been like the Tillman tribe, and he loves um, you know, we love everything mountains. So we've, we've nicknamed him and started calling him chief. And so that's like, his going to be his, oh pop, like, my you know, goodness. and I'm going to be Dolly. So I'm, I'm preparing, I'm, I'm well prepared. Um, but yeah, it's just so exciting. Like all the things to look forward to. I, I'm one of these people. I think that's why I kept having kids and adopting kids. I don't, I, I don't want any of my kids to grow up. Like, it's so sad. Like I always, you know, but at the same time, I'm really enjoying the different seasons as, mm-hmm. as getting this thing from my older kids and, and them like begin to spread their wings and, and do different things. But at the same time, it's like my, some of my youngest still have that little lisp and things. I'm like, please don't ever lose that. Yeah. Please don't grow up. Please don't grow up. You know, so it's just, and, it's, it's a bittersweet, you know. And we can enjoy it all at once. Yes. All stages. Yes. We can I'm telling you, adult kids who love Jesus are like the best. They're the oh, best they thing are. ever. They are. Yeah. It's you know, like seeing so your kids follow Christ is the best mm-hmm. thing ever. And in their own way. And that's one thing. That's a big thing for me and Todd is we want our kids to be who God created them to be. We give them the freedom. You know, of course, in the boundaries of God's word, we're not going to let, right. you know, but we give our kids the freedom to be who they are. And my oldest son is very creative and very different. I want to talk about him. Okay, the- let's talk about him. I didn't even <laughs> okay. realize until someone, when I mentioned you guys, someone was like, oh my goodness, I think their son was on the show making it. And so then I what? went and started watching that. So how did that even happen? <laughs> and we were so not cool. connected. They're all like, we didn't even realize at first that they were on the same show. It's just Egan. Right. Somebody had sent Egan. My oldest son is Egan. And somebody had sent like a um, thing to him about the show making it. And they're like, Egan, you'd be so awesome with this. So he actually, you know, he's like, okay. You know, Egan's like, he's good to try anything. He's like me. He's like, okay, I'll put an app, you know, I'll send an application. Well, he was supposed to be able to attach his Instagram to show his work and different stuff he did. Well, it wouldn't attach. He like kept trying. So finally he just sent it and it didn't attach. And so he thought, I'm never going to hear nothing back from that. They can't even see my stuff. Well, honestly, luckily for him and God and the favor of God and how God works, one of the people was really diligent and searched down his Instagram and found it. And so they reached out to him and it was kind of like the same process that Todd went through. You have to go down there. You have to, he had to do a bunch of stuff beforehand and to see what he could actually do. And they sent him challenges. And, um, it was just crazy. Like as, as a mom, like it was just crazy to like, I think that was as a mom, that was just the best thing ever mm-hmm. just to know. Like I've gotten to see, live my live a little bit of my life through Egan's eyes for a long time now and see things through a world the way he sees things and for um he's phenomenally creative like just so creative and 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 to, for the everyone else to get to see the mm-hmm. gift that he has been to me he's my first baby um you know trial and error we learn and he was always so unique from the beginning. And that's the one thing that I think me and Todd from the very beginning wanted our kid to be who they were. He was not Mr. you know we grew up down here in the south 
And a lot of times at the schools, we end up actually, he was our first journey into homeschooling because he didn't fit with some of the, like down here where if you didn't play ball and ride four wheelers and, you know, hunt, then, you know, something was wrong with you. And so he was very creative and very artsy and always that way. And I remember one of my favorite memories of him is like, we were at the playground. I think he was probably like five. Me and my mom had taken him and he was dressed full on Willy Wonker. Like full on, like himself, like he created it. Like I'm the full deal up at the top of the slide. And like, there was other kids like laughing at him. They were pointing and laughing. And for a minute, my heart broke. Um, But then I looked up and he didn't care. Like he literally was like who he was and it didn't bother him. And he was Willy Wonker and, and he's always been that way. And and as a mom, I think if I've done a lot wrong, I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. Mm. But the one thing that I know I've done right is I know that my kid has the, my children have the comfortability to be who they are. Yeah. And and if you just let God let your kids be who they created them to be and not put them in a box of what society and even sometimes Christian people tell you they have to be um, amazing things will happen. And we've not always been perfect. And there's things he, that he's done and different things we've had said, OK, Egan, let's hone this back in. Or how do you feel about this? Or, you know, because when you're creative, there's a lot of things like a lot of times in the creative realm, um, the more interesting characters are not the really good and happy princess. They're mm-hmm. a little bit of the ones that are a little bit more the, you know, the villains and the darker yeah. ones because they're more interesting to create. And so, you know, of course we've had to always check things there and there, but I just think the fact that we always loved and supported him, um, is just been the encouragement he needed that even when he made a mistake, he could always come back and say, okay, I see now, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing that, but we gave him the freedom and start to learn and see that himself. And, um, and, and the same with our other kids coming up. We have like, when you, you know, cause when you have as many kids, when you have 10 kids and we got eight kids, they're all different personalities. They're, oh, they yeah. have all different anointings and, and learning to just let them be who they are, you know, and, 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 and kind of rejoice and celebrate that. Um, has just been such a journey for us. But yeah, it was so amazing. And, and my Egan's my sentimental kid like me. He's very sentimental. And so him like being on there and getting to talk about his siblings, he doesn't, you know, Egan's almost like a little bit of a Peter Pan. He doesn't even want to grow up. He loves his childhood. He loves his, he loves having the siblings. He doesn't ever want to grow up and lose them or them to grow apart. And so, you know, he's my kid that'll look at pictures all night and make these like me. Music speaks to me and picture speaks to me. I'm a huge picture fanatic. And he'll make like, I like to do this too, like slideshows with a, a mm-hmm. The song that'll kind of speak. And so he did this recently, just after the voice, he did one. Um, and I shared on my page and, and I just bawled and bawled and bawled. And it's just, he stayed up at three o'clock making it. And I don't know, it's just, I, I just have enjoyed getting, like you said, getting to see my kid grow up in his own unique yeah. way and follow Christ and be who God created him to be. And it is a little outside the box from what everybody, and I'm glad it was my first child and I, I was able to learn through that. And so all my children since then, I'm like, hey, you know, you want to do something weird with your hair? Go ahead. You want like if it's not a center, center, not you know, a sin issue. I, hey, you want to do your hair purple? You want to wear clothes? Louis wears all his clothes backwards. He just, I don't know, he likes it. Um, he doesn't really like to wear clothes, but if he does wear them, he wears them back, <laughs> backwards, and that's. That's our feral child. We call him feral, but he has such a wild spirit, but God gave him that. Like, he's going to be like amazingly, like, so I tell him when I pray for him, you have got, you know, uh, like, a, you know, you've got this just amazing free spirit and God's going to use that. And so I just, it's so cool to, to be able to just go along with God and, and what he's put in your children and kind of just get to be a part of it. It's just, it's just phenomenal for me. It is so true. And I used to think like when I became a mom that they were like empty vessels and you just have to fill them up. But like once you start homeschooling, you see, especially because you have all that time, you get to see their right. uniqueness. It's like God has already put these things in them, and you just get to help them, help them yes. along. You just like, get to point them to Jesus and continue yeah. to kind of like, yeah. You just get to be along for this story that God is writing, and I'm forever thankful that 
I don't know. I'm forever thankful that I just had this crazy idea that we needed to have a bunch of kids because I will never regret. I don't know. Like kids are such a gift. And I think sadly the world, and I think it's coming back to that. I'm starting to see a lot more large families Mm -hmm. and you're starting to see a lot more people with adoption and just grow their families in all different kind of ways. But you know, for a long time, I think sometimes kids were seen as a burden. If you had a bunch of them, you couldn't do, you wouldn't have the money to do for them or do what you wanted or but to me, kids are such a gift. Yes, it's work, but anything worth having is work. And and I feel like that is my highest calling. I don't care what I end up doing in life. My highest calling is always, you know, being a mother because it's just, and, and, and I fail at it daily. And that's another thing. Kids are the most forgiving people on the planet. Oh, yeah. If you have a bunch of them, you will learn. They are the most forgiving because I fail every day. And like, literally, like I'll come in there and my kids will be like, mama, we know you're sorry. It's okay. Like, like literally <laughs> they know I'm coming to be like, I'm sorry, you know? And, and, and that's another thing that I've always from the get go, like learned, I'm just going to, I'm going to apologize. If I feel like I've done something to my kids or said something away or acted away, I want to apologize. And, and, um, thankfully, like I've just, I, the grace of children, I just wish everybody in the world could have grace that that, they, that, that children have. They just are so forgiving. And um, I've become the best version of me because I have had all the kids that I've had. And so that's that's just phenomenal for me. It's so true. And I need God more every day. Because I have yes. like, I'll, yes. I'll, I'm like, there's always someone I'm majorly praying about because something's going on. <laughs> right? there's, so, there's enough of them that something's going on. But the fun thing is, okay, and, and then even trusting them to God. I mean, for you to let Egan go and be on a TV show, I mean, you know, it's just, it, it, right. you have to like open up your hands to God and like, here you go. Because I remember my daughter, who's a missionary in the Czech Republic now, eight years old, nine years old, she'd read me some missionary stories. I'm going to go be a missionary. And it's adorable when they are right. eight or nine, when she right. was 20 and had just and graduated really from go. college. Like, Wait a minute. And she is moving to the other side of the world by herself. That's different. <laughs> like God's going to provide all the money, which he did. He provided yes. every single penny she needed. He put her in amazing families that helped her and supported her. And like now she lives there. She's married. She's still in ministry. She has a baby. And, you know, we're, we're doing these video calls every day. And um, all of a sudden she goes, hold on. And so she's talk, leaning out her apartment window, talking with someone, her father-in-law, who's on the sidewalk in complete check. Like, and I'm like, I birthed that child. Like, how does she even, how can she even do that? She's completely fluent right. in this foreign language, right. living in this foreign country. And it's just like, you have to have that open-handedness. Cause I think so many times like, no, you can't do that. Or that's too scary. Or, um, right. you know, what about me? Or you're too far away. Or, I mean, with all my kids, there's something. And it's like trusting God saying, if he designed him for this, then there's a reason for it. And, you know, I'd rather have her on the other side of the world, loving God, doing what she's called and in my town and miserable and not following right. him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, and, and it, it reminds me of my husband talks about, um, when we went to pick up our second daughter from Korea and there was a, um, a girl there when we went to the a reception house where they have how had a lot of babies that were housed there and she had come back, she was adopted from Korea and she had come back and she lives there and works in that, in that house and takes care of those babies. And she just felt like that was the Lord wanted her to come back. And that's what she wanted to do. And I remember Todd thinking, he said, selfishly, he's like, that would be so beautiful if one day one of one of my girls come back he said but selfishly I remember thinking God please don't let them come mm-hmm. back please let because you know it is hard because we want our kids to be right there with us and we want to be able to protect everything and control everything that happens to them but you know it's it you can't you can't and you know and so especially the one that he's that that, that we went back to pick her up she has such a heart to serve and mm-hmm. it would not even 
remotely surprise me if she was to ever go back to Korea because she just has that really caring connect with that emotional side heart. And she loves to serve. That's like, like her love language. Like she literally will organize my pantry and my refrigerator and she enjoys it. Like I, she's the best kid to have around. Um, like she loves like to serve. She loves to like, you know, to do just acts of service. Like that's mm-hmm. her love language clearly. And, um, but it is, it is, it is so hard to just open handedly give your kids back to God. But if when you do, and then you get to see the reward of that and how happy and how fulfilled and the, the doors that God opens for them and the beauty of their story, I just, I don't know, God writes the best stories. There's just something to me that connects about like the word story. God redeems our stories. God yeah. has already written our stories. God, you know, and if we can just trust God with our story, because see, this is the thing, it's already been written. He, he already knows. And like, we hold on so hard sometimes. And it's like, what for? Do we really think that we have more control than God does? I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it, but, it, but it, we're human. And I think God, under, you know, we're human, but it's, it's such a process. And I think the more kids you have, we had to learn a little earlier and quicker to let them go. Yeah. Um, and, and, but it's still, it doesn't get easier. It does mm-hmm. not get easier. Um, you know, letting kids go for so long, they've been entrusted to us. And so it's really hard to let them kind of spread their wings and do their own thing, you know? So, but yeah, it's just beautiful to hear your daughter. Like that's, I hope my kids branch out into the world in that kind of, and that. Again, it's hard for me to say, I hope that they go somewhere they're not right next to me, <laughs> but I hope they change the world. I want them to change the mm-hmm. world. Like I, you know, um, I was listening yesterday to um, that Carrie Joby and her husband's song about from the mm. generation to generation. And I just bawled, like, listen to that. Just, you know, it's just, we're entrusted with such a gift. We like, it's like God was speaking to my heart. Like you, you have the gold at your house, like your children, you like, that is like that generation from generation, generation. And so I just, I mean, that's what we have to realize, you know, is, is they're going to do even greater things than we did. And so, and then their children will do greater things and their children that, and that favor and that blessing, that's such a gift. I mean, there's things like God told me one time when I was praying, like there's things that like you're praying for that you may never see, but your Mm -hmm. generation after generation will see it. And the things that I'm seeing happening now, generations before us prayed for. Yeah. And they may not actually get to see it or be here in the flesh. That's just mind blowing to me. Like that's just God is just awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I have a story for that. So yeah, when yeah. I was researching one of my books called Prayers That Changed History, I love Corey Tinbin. Um, you know, who survived the Holocaust. She hid yes. Jews. Her family hid Jews. So I'm like, so in my book Prayers That Changed History, I wanted to have one of her prayers, and I was going to do like because she forgave the prison guard that like was over them in this concentration camp. I'm like, this is what I want. So, but when I started researching, listen to this story. So in, so 1942 is when they were arrested. Mm -hmm. 1842, a hundred years earlier, her grandfather went to a church service, heard about praying for the Jews, praying for peace in Jerusalem. And a hundred years, even before world war two, every Sunday night, their family would have a prayer service for the Jews. Oh my for a hundred years. So God knew what was coming. God Still, knew yes. how their family would save hundreds of people, hundreds of Jewish people, and that they'd be willing to sacrifice. Of course, when it came to it, of course, they're going to hide Jews because for a hundred years, their family had been praying for the Jews and praying for peace in Jerusalem. 
And I'm like, okay, that is generations right there. And that is is like mind blowing. Yeah. I I love that. I love that. that And so, and the last prayer meeting was held the Sunday before they were arrested. So they still continued every Sunday night. Up to that. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't know those stories. Like a lot mm -hmm. of people, you know, you know, don't, don't hear those things. And it's just so like God always has a plan. And then to see the impact of what you may be praying for and saying, God, why do I not see it? Why do I not see it? you know, he's like the next generation or the next might see it. And yep. that's okay. You know, and, and that's just, that's, that's phenomenal. Like that is just an awesome story. Yeah. And I totally agree. Like there's been times I've been so stressful, even when I had just only had three kids, I like had book deadlines and I'm, like stressful and these kids need me. And I felt God's spirit. Like, I'm going to do more with them than you even think. Like this book contract is like nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I'm right. like, you okay. You just wait. You just yeah. wait. <laughs> and so I love this. Even Todd, like winning the voice. God's like, wait, just even wait. This is just the beginning. Anyway, we could go there. But I want to talk about the adoption before. Okay. I, you and I can like talk for two hours straight. Yeah, we can talk forever. Yeah, because there's so <laughs> but, much here. <laughs> oh, no. But I do want to hear about the adoption because we've adopted seven. One from a private adoption and six from foster care. But I would just love even like your heart to adoption. And then just tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, you know, God always, God always has a way, you know, I didn't, my, my parents, when, um, when I, when I, I was the youngest and I always wanted, you know, we have, we had three, three of us and I always wanted a younger brother and sister and my mom always wanted one more. So when I was I think about 10, there became an opportunity for domestic adoption and, we prepared and got everything ready. And my dad normally was like, no, no. But for the first time he just said yes. And so, you know, we went through this whole process and we, me and my mom, you know, we bought clothes and we, I was so excited. I had it written out in my Bible. And, and, um, at the, the last minute, the mom, really the grandmother kind of stepped in and, and I know God has a plan for that. And I know mm-hmm. that, you know, ultimately I would, uh, you know, of course, if a child can stay with, with their, with their biological parents and that's a good situation, but I was heartbroken. Um, my mom was heartbroken. Mm. And I think that's where adoption first. I just remember thinking, I'm going to one day, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to adopt. Like I just, it just started there for me. I think just planted a seed. Now, of course, when I got married and we started having our kids, I didn't think about it as much, um, at first. And, you know, um, you know, we had, we had three boys and I don't know, like, I remember just, God kind of just drops things in my spirit. And I think I remember um, watching um, Stephen Curtis Chapman mm-hmm. and I kind of got really drawn in to, you know, he adopted the, you know, the girls from China and, um, and then that, you know, the whole process there. And that's just a whole nother story in itself. But I begin to follow blogs from that, from him and different people. And, you know, I guess what happens for me is when I see that normal people like that don't have a ton of money because we did not have any money can do this. Right. And I begin to think, okay, God. And so this is how I kind of operate with my husband is I, cause I want to get everything out. I'm a big talker. And, you know, like I said, my husband is a play it safe guy and he's also a practical guy when it comes to money and I always have these crazy ideas. And of course we could still have more kids. It wasn't that we couldn't have any more. And Todd was kind of already, um, feeling done. We had three, you know, in, and, and everybody was kind of thinking we're done. Cause that's like the normal, you know, you have right. three kids and, and, um, so I, um, just sent out this heartfelt email because I know if I sent out this whole, I don't know why I was emailing that text. I don't know. Just, I felt like it would, he, it would strike him as odd that I emailed him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I sent this big, long email, like sharing my heart and what I felt like and how this was growing and this desire. And, um, and, 
I, and I got so nervous. I sent it and then I waited and, they, and he told me, he's like, he was driving and it popped up and he said he pulled off the side of the road. He's like, why is she emailing me this big like? <laughs> and so he got off and like, like read this whole email. And um, Todd has always been phenomenal to me. Like I'm, I'm spoiled rotten. He is the best husband. He always, you know, if he can give me what I want, he does just because he loves me. And so I, I didn't really know expected what, what he was going to say, but honestly, he just, said, yes. He said, okay, let's look into this. Um, I started looking into China. This is like kind of the avenue that God got me through. But when I looked, we were not 30. You had to be 30 mm-hmm. to adopt. And so I, you know, I got discouraged again. Um, we were probably more in the like 25, 26 range. And, um, and I'm thinking, I don't want to wait that long. You know, in my mind, I'm very impatient. When God puts something on my heart, I want it now. That's just kind of how, you know, and I began to look and I saw South Korea and they allow you if you're 25. Now, Mississippi was fell under their special needs program where you didn't get to go to the regular program that you went to the special needs program. And um, so we just started there and like one door opened and I, I kind of just said, I'm going to walk through every door that God opens. I really thought they would turn us down because we, like I said, we were youth pastors and we were very broke. And, <laughs> um, but and, yeah, we were in the South being a youth pastor and yeah, we were, we, yeah. Were, we were dirt poor. And but every step I went through, they had a solution. Nope, nope. You know, you can get a cosigner. You can do this. You can do that. And it just kept going. They told us it was going to be 18 months till, you know, we thought we'd have time to fundraise and all this. They're like, it's going to be 18 months till you get a referral. We got one in like, I think four months. No, I think wow. it was three months. Like literally. So we had to put the like, we like rallied just like we did for The Voice. Mm-hmm. We rallied around all these people in the church of God, our family, friends, and we raise, we come up with, um, the money in, in, in about a month's time wow. to, to go forward with Judah's adoption. And, um, gosh, it was a beautiful, it was such a God story, um, to get to go over there. We got to go over there and meet her foster mom. And, and she was Judah's drama from the beginning. She's the sparkly girly girl. And it's so funny now because like, you know, she's, you know, she saw us and she's like, ah! It's like she, she literally like she couldn't stand Todd at first. She did finally attach to me, but she, that if you know her now, like I know, like that's totally her personality. She's real loud and dramatic, and then she gets over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's exactly how she was. Um, but um, you know, and it wasn't even. Um, and I want to tell you this one little part. It's my favorite part of the story to me because it's God. And I remember one day I was in the church and I was just thanking God because I had prayed. I wanted a little girl so bad. God had promised me a little girl. And, um, and it kind of what led me to look toward adoption, I think as well, because we had three boys in a row mm-hmm. and, um, but see, God has this cool plan. Like he knew, and it was all in his master plan, you know, for us to just get the heart for adoption. And he kind of used that, I think that Avenue, because maybe if I would have had a girl, I might not have turned so quickly to look toward adoption. Right. And, um, and I remember walking around the church and I was just praying and I was like, thank you, God, for hearing my cry for a little girl. And I was just crying and God in the sweetest, most gentlest way. And I'll never forget it. Just in my heart, he said, Brooke, I didn't hear your cry. I heard her cry. Oh, my goodness. And I think in that moment, mm-hmm. oh God, I just can't tell people like what that just did for me because he heard her cry. Mm-hmm. And he put it in my heart because he heard her cry. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I just am forever thankful that God opened my heart to adoption, forever thankful that I am honored to be the mothers of these two girls. And and it's almost like we tell people, yes, it's adoption. Clear, we don't ever want to hide that. We want to share because, you know, of course, the our, you know, our redemption with Christ, but we're all adopted, right. you know, yeah. into the family of God. And it's such a beautiful story and we get to share it. Um, my girls clearly look different than us. So it's always a story. We won't 
our girls to know from the beginning that adoption is not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing and it's a mm-hmm. redeeming thing, but it is a thing that's born out of loss and you have to process right. through all that. Um, but it's just one of those things that we tell my husband, if I can think hard enough, it's almost like I can remember bringing her home from the hospital because after you have them so long, it's, it's not, you know, they're yours. It's not like, Oh, these are my kids and these are my adopted kids. It's not that way. It's right. like literally, it's just so beautiful how God does it. And so then we were home, um, maybe six, seven months, eight months. I, I, we hadn't been home that long at all. And we got a phone call cause South Korea, they will give you, um, first option if there's a sibling, and they called us and, um, Judah had a sibling and I, you know, God had been preparing my heart because I had already been looking at the adoption. I was wanting to adopt again. And Todd was like, no, no, Brooke, stop. You know, like, we're, slow down, slow down. And I was already like, and so I think I was already prepping my heart. And then, um, we got this call and like, Todd just said, yes. He don't even know why he said yes, because his better self would have said, Brooke, wait a minute. Okay. But he just said yes. Um, we didn't know how we were going to come up with the money mm-hmm. because we had just run everybody dry. We had fundraised ourselves to death. My parents had come in and helped us, you know, done. I mean, it was just so much. And I, and, I, and literally my dad, God love his soul. And he, you know, he's just, he's a practical, you know, practical guy. And he's like, you know, if this is God, he'll pay for it. That's what he told me. He's like, if this is God, Brooke, he'll pay for it because you have run everybody, you know, and so I'm always the one with the crazy face. I was like, okay, God, okay, God. And we kind of went in this. They let us start the process. They know, of course, you know, you don't have to pay everything up front. So we're kind of walking through this process. I knew I did the right thing because the moment I said yes, I hadn't told anybody. I'd come to, you know, we had a like a little dance. We had a little um we had a little dance team on our church at the time and we were coming up as kind of like our little life group. We all saw all the ladies we met together and we were praying and I hadn't said anything about it. I just knew about it, just me and Todd and a lady that had come and she said, I don't know why Brooke. She said, but the Lord just told me I need to give you this thousand dollars. And I'm like, what? She's like, I don't know why. And it literally was exactly for us to do another. It was what we needed to start the home study process again, because they were giving us a discount since we had just done a home study. It was exactly covered the first step that we had to pay for. Like, I love that. I knew then Okay, God's got this. God's got this. And I'm gonna try to keep this short because I could this this is everything is just it's just such a beautiful story. And but through the process, there's like some boards you can post on and in our with our adoption agency, which was Holt. They were a wonderful agency. And I posted on there and you know that people I had a little picture in my tagline and it had Judah in it. She had on a Mississippi State um um cheerleading outfit. Well, I, there was a lady there that was used to be from, from Starkville, from Mississippi. She saw that and she started messaging, like messaging me, emailing me. And she just, she sent some clothes for my kids. They had adopted. And we just, she just talked to me and we shared, you know, each other's stories. And she knew my husband just took this great leap of faith. Cause you know, I posted on there, maybe praying for us, you know, we got a sibling call and, and, um, I, un, you know, unknowing to me, she began to talk to her husband about this, like Todd taking this, you know, great big leap of faith, not knowing how he's going to, you know, afford this. And her husband was been praying about doing this venture, I think getting bought out of his firm to do something else. And the Lord kind of dealt with his heart and said, if this guy can just step out in crazy faith, if he can just, if he can just step out in like crazy faith, um, and do this, like, I can step out. Like, he's like, mm. I the Lord was like, you can step out and do what I'm calling you to do. And, he did. And because he did, when he got bought out, he got this big thing of money and he turned around and paid for our entire adoption. Oh and my word. We've never met them in person. Never. We've talked to them on the phone a couple of times, never met them in person still to this day. And they've sent us stuff in the mail and we've sent them stuff for Christmas, but they paid for our entire adoption. That is so I, I just amazing. Can't, I cannot explain to you when you go after God and you listen to God and you let God break your, you know, break, let your heart be broken for the things that break God's heart. He provides, he takes care of. So 
I don't know how, like, there's been so many times in our lives, like, that's why I don't know why I ever doubt God, Trisha. I'm so like, but God has parted the seas for us time and time again. And I still, you know, like the Israelites, just murmur, complain, get frustrated, want to go back to Egypt. But it's so funny how we just so relate. Like when I read that, I'm like, God, you think they're like, y'all are stupid, but I do the same thing. Like I literally have done the same thing, but God is so good. And you know, adoption isn't easy because redeeming lives are not easy. God, mm-hmm. it calls God his life. And, you know, adoption is a beautiful thing. And I always want to share with people, but it's also born out of loss. And so yeah. there's, there's, there's so much. So, you know, I always want to share with people the true side of it. It's so beautiful. It's so worth it, but it's not easy. And, and, but that, you know, but that's the beauty of adoption. It wasn't easy for God. He paid the ultimate price so we can be adopted, you know, into his family. And, but it's just such a testament. Like, I, I'm just so grateful. Like, who would I would have never thought when I was an eighteen year old girl getting married that this would be my story? This would be my but but God writes the best stories if we listen. He really does, and so I'm just so thankful that He has written this story. And um, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, but um, adoption is one of the favorite chapters of the story. And I have some other things. But I hope we're not done. I I hope that that I have some other things in my heart, and I hope you know I'm still praying about it, and I'm still waiting on God to f- fully speak it to Todd, mm, <laughs> but I have a lot yeah. in my heart that I, that I feel like God's not done with, um, kids and adoption and stories. So stay tuned, you guys. Oh stay tuned. my goodness. So I would like sit there and we have a heart gallery in Arkansas and I would just be looking uh-huh. at pictures like, John, look at this child. Look at He's like, really? <laughs> no. But okay, this is, so I have to tell you a little bit of our story. So we adopted and we had three and the oldest was in his twenties and the youngest was like 16. And then we adopted a, a newborn baby, which that's a whole story wow. behind that. But we, so we really started over. Well then yes. when she was like a couple years old, I just felt like drawn to adopt from foster care and but it's like there's so much when you adopt older kids and foster care and all of that so I went to a retreat I was um part of uh, family life's mom bloggers and there was a retreat in Florida and on the way there I read kisses for Katie have you read that book it's about this this young woman she goes to um, Africa and she ends up do- adopting like 13 girls. She's like 20 years old. You and know she adopts, what? I, like, I followed her blog. Oh my gosh. I, ta- yes. I take that back. I followed Katie her Davis. like, or, um, yes, yes, yeah. that's yes. And she was young. Yeah, she was young. Like, it, like, and yes. so I just felt like on the way there, I just felt like if this 20 year old can adopt 13 girls and live in Africa, you can adopt right. for foster care. Like it was just so heavy on my heart. And so we go to this retreat and it's supposed to be this fun, like we're out at the beach, all those things. And there's like four ladies that came in and they're sitting in my hotel room. And I'm like, guys, I, we just need to pray. I just feel like God just calling us to adopt to foster, from foster care. And I don't even know why, or I don't even right. think John will be like open. And we've spent what we spent all this money on this private adoption. And so we just like grabbed hands. We're sitting on this bed and we're all just praying. Like, and so they left. Then we prayed and talked and they left. And I called John to tell him I was there and everything. And I literally called him. He he picked up the phone and said hello. I'm like, hey, how's it going? He's like, have you ever thought of adopting from foster care? I mean, that was the very first words out of his mouth. And he had gone out to lunch with a friend from work. Um, He worked at Family Life at the time. And this guy had adopted from foster care. And John had been talking about, like, God had been putting adoption on his heart again. But we just spent all this money and a private adoption. And the guy's like, you know, you don't have to pay to adopt from foster care, right? Right, right. And there's so many kids. Anyway, 
That was the same day as I'm on the plane reading Kisses for Katie, like bawling my eyes out, like praying oh with these gosh. women that John went to lunch with this guy. And that was literally the first words out of his mouth. And it was like, so this thing, yeah, it's such a, and you know, God, it's like, we are seeking him. And when we like are willing to open our hearts to him, now I'm going to get all choked up, but when we're willing to open our <laughs> hearts to him, it's like, it's not like he's saying, okay, if you pray hard enough, maybe I'll let it happen. He's like, finally, your heart is on the same page as mine. I've been waiting for this and let's go. (laughs) Let's go. And so I just love that. And I think that's what, that's another thing. Why when um, I just connect with you, when I just saw glimpses of you, it's like, you were so excited about what God was doing for Todd. It's like, that's what we need to be for each other. We need to be saying, look what God can do and let's have faith. And I'm going to cheer you on. And that's what we need to be doing for our spouses, our kids, our friends each other and i just love how god does that and that's what his people are should be doing in encouraging and supporting each other so all that to say that's why i'm like okay i totally need to talk to brooke (laughs) i love it i love your story like i i love that's one thing one of my favorite things is I, i like my husband says i'm an overshare i love to share my life because and, and I, I love to do that because what I love to listen to other, like when I like on Facebook, like I, I call it like when I was younger, I used to do people watching. Mm-hmm. Like if I was in Walmart with my mom, I like, I like to watch people and see how they do and how they interact and how they do things and how many kids they have and how they're like. And so for me, like social media now is just like a super, like I can people watch. I can like go and look and see how they, like, I love to hear people's stories. I love to see why did you adopt? Why do you do what you do? Why do you have so many kids? How do you make it work in your home? How does your, like, how does your marriage operate? Like, why do you love Jesus? Like, how do you, like, it's so cool because everybody's story is so mm-hmm. different and unique to them. And I learn and, and it excites me. So I just, I love to share our story and, and, and the good, the bad and the ugly of it, honestly, because that's where I connect with people. When you share with me the real, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you think that too. I'm not the only person that's screwed up that way. or I'm not the only person that feels this way. And so I don't know. It's just something powerful in sharing our stories. Like God has given us these stories and they're meant to share because the whole reason that I adopted is because people got on blogs and shared their story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was felt enabled by listening to normal people that I thought, cause I thought, Oh, it's gotta be extremely rich people or famous people that can go out and adopt. Like, I, I never realized that normal average people that didn't have a lot of money were able to fundraise and do things and adopt. So for me being able to follow along, like them sharing their story with me is what opened my heart to step into adoption. And so I'll be forever grateful. And that's why I always want to share our story and share adoption and share because you never know what you're doing to open the door, to make somebody else believe and have faith that I can do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, this is so good. Okay. We need to wrap it up. I know. Like, we can yes, totally know, talk, we can talk all day. <laughs> we totally could. All right. But where can people go like to connect with your family or to follow Todd and support him? I know like God is just going to do so many things with him. I just have no doubt. So where can people go to like follow and connect? Okay. If you want to follow along with Todd and his journey and what's going on with the voice and after the voice, um, you can go to, uh, you can look Todd Tillman up on um, Facebook and it'll pull up. It used to say Todd Tillman music, but he had to take that down because they're trying to verify it. So just pull up Todd Tillman um, on Facebook. You can look up Todd Tillman again on Instagram and follow along. Um, My name is Brooke Tillman. You can look me up. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Todd is also on Twitter. 
if you want to follow him there under Todd Tillman. And um, but we also, if you want to be a part, we have this group called Team Todd. If you search up Team Todd, you'll see it. It's got like a little microphone and stuff by it, and you can just request to be joined. We started as a private group, and now it's gotten so large it won't let us change it to a public group. But you can definitely join there, and we share a lot of stuff in there, and it's a lot of fun in there because we get a little more personal. I, I'm an overshare, so that's like the page I kind of run, <laughs> and so I overshare. Todd is a little more; he doesn't overshare like I do. So if you want the like the real 411, what's going on? You can get in there. Um, but yeah, please follow along because God's opening some crazy doors. We are honestly walking by faith. We don't know 100 what God's going to do with all mm-hmm. of this. We are trusting Him. I, my favorite thing, which is what kind of started my whole goodness of God talk that I put on my Facebook, is listen to my husband do an interview and they asked him, "What is he going to do after all this? What is your plans?" And he literally said, "I'm going to rely on the goodness of God." Mm. And so that's where we're at. We're going to rely on the goodness of God. God is going to take this wherever He wants to take it, and we're going to trust Him. I actually shared. Uh, a little quote the other day, um, and and it was talking about, and I believe this was Corey Tim Boone. I, I like don't, I don't want to get me wrong, but I no, believe I think it was. I read it on your page. It was, yeah, yes, I would. I'm pretty positive it was. But I thought, Lord, let me not say nothing wrong. But it's basically like you know, it, nothing like having a, you know trusting an unknown future to a known God. Right. And that's where we're at. We are trusting our unknown future with a known God. And that's a powerful, I actually saw that on somebody else's page and it was just like, God, that's perfect. That's exactly what you're speaking to me. And so I, I, I shared it. And, and and so that's what we're doing. We are trusting an unknown future with a known God and you can never go wrong doing that. And so it was so cool to me to hear you talk about her and that story as well, because I'm like, God, you're just everywhere. You're just confirming things everywhere. Yeah, I love it. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for being here. Okay, friends, how fun was that? I knew when Brooke and I got on that it was going to be a great show and that we would talk forever. Before we started, I said, Brooke, I usually try to have my shows be around 40 minutes, but I just know when you and I start talking because all the things that it was going to take a while. And honestly, we could have talked for another hour. I just love her. I love her heart. I love how God has taken this ordinary pastor's family from Mississippi and through his goodness has just given the world the gift of knowing them and knowing their hearts and hearing Todd's music. I love that so much. And if you haven't gone and listened to his songs, YouTube, I go over there and listen all the time. In fact, I was <laughs> talking to Alexa the other day. I'm like, Alexa, play Todd Tillman. And she didn't have any songs there yet. Although I think one is up now. I think um, The Long Way Home is up now. But my kids are like, Mom, he just won like two days ago. But his music is so good. And I love it so much. And I love Brooke. And I love her heart. Um, so today's Walk It Out verse is Psalm 105. And this is what we've been talking about, the goodness of God. And then His faithfulness continuing. So this is it. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And I just know that the closer we walk with God, the more we trust him, the more we dare to dream, the more we open our hands in willingness to follow his dreams for us the more he's willing to work. And it's not that things are always going to be easy because I know I've gone through very hard things and Todd and Brooke have gone through very hard things, but God is faithful and God is good. And sometimes he just loves to surprise us in huge, unexpected ways. And I love that so much. So let me just pray for you and then pray for Todd and Brooke. Lord, thank you so much for just what you're doing um, during this time with the Tillmans. Thank 
thank you that you have given them a platform to share your goodness with the world. I thank you for um, Todd's music. I thank you for Brooke's heart. I thank you just for their realness as a family. And I pray that so many people will be blessed and will be encouraged and will be inspired and that we'll look to you and that you'll get the glory. I pray that you will just use that family in amazing ways. Lord, and I just pray for the listeners today. Maybe they just feel like, well, that will never happen to me, or that's such a big thing, or it's too much. And um, I just pray that you will just plant a seed of faith and boldness and daring to dream in the heart of every listener. Because I personally experienced it. Todd and Brooke have experienced it. Those little dreams that we think this is impossible, that it's too big, that will never happen, that we have seen those things grow and bloom. And we know that you can do anything, Lord. I just pray that you will just plant those seeds of faith in the heart of every listener today. I pray that all of us will just be inspired to look at the gifts that you have given us and the gifts that you've given our kids, our spouses, and know that you have put them there for a reason and that help us to be faithful in tending those gifts, Lord. Um, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much for just new friendships and exciting possibilities and the dreams that you've placed in our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, I am so thankful for you. I am so excited about this extra bonus episode. Um, Again, thank you, Kristen, for working extra hard this week to get this out there. I just pray that you'll be encouraged and inspired. I would love if you shared this with a friend. I think this is a story that just needs to be shared. So go to walkitoutpodcast.com. You can go to that page and you could share it um, from that page. You can also go to Facebook um, at Trisha Goyer and um, the links will be there too, but just share and know that this story can give someone that faith that they maybe need to take a step and follow God with their dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in to Walk It Out. And I pray that God will just become real today as you turn to him and as you trust him. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.